go. Hey, this is Masonic Muscle. I'm Cesar Rubio, episode 26. And we're going to get into another, you know, exercise, strong exercise, critical thinking, speculation, and of course, physical exercise. Today, my two guests are Dago Rodriguez and Jerry L. Smith, both past masters of Southern California Research Lodge and of their lodges, respectively, both. And they have been working hard to get this magazine out and they've been improving it little by little ever since they came back. And now here we are and we're going to talk about the latest issue that they just put out. And before I get started, uh, let's just get into introducing our, you know, having our members introduce themselves. And how are you guys today? Good. Thank you. Thanks for having Very us. Very well, Caesar. Yeah. Yeah. I got the, so I got the issue and I read through it and some of the books I was not expecting on that list. And some of the books I said, yeah, yeah. So let me just throw this out you at, at you real quick. Uh, any one of you can answer. What inspired you guys, Southern California Research Lodge, to do an issue like this, at this so far? Brother Jerio? Well, this is our third uh, third lap around the uh, <laughs> around the oval. Okay. Uh, we 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 did um, a uh, top 10, 10 books in uh, September of uh, twenty sixteen, our first year, and um, then uh, we did uh, a couple years later. We did top ten esoteric Masonic authors, and we wanted to do it again. Um, and we, when we were thinking about it, we decided to do a September issue because the other two had been September issues. And we thought, what, what, what can we do that, that'll update it? And, um, so what we thought was we would, uh, we would say books that just were published just since the year 2000, because before, of course, we had a lot of the, uh, the old, the old classics uh, finished up in the top, the Wilmhurst books and uh, Albert Pike and and yeah. these guys. And we thought, you know, we're 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 in the new millennium now, and um, you know, who are the, who are the younger Masons coming up, and and who are the, who are the Masons who who are still appealing to this younger generation and mm -hmm. uh, so that's what we decided to the name it was uh the top 10 uh books uh of the new millennium and then we we put in parentheses so far given that we're yeah. uh yeah we're two decades <laughs> into a period that by definition is uh 10 centuries so so you mentioned you, you mentioned got, right now Yes, go ahead, we got Jerry. great result. We got great results. So it's, some of them were a surprise, but um, some of them were were um, very pleasantly not a surprise. Uh, a lot <laughs> of the books that are that are in the top were were in or near the top uh, in 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 our earlier polls. So they and, and then we have a couple of uh, books that have been written. Um, since since that earlier uh, poll that uh, popped in there and and that, that that was a lot of fun for us as well so you mentioned right now that one of these top 10 lists was uh esoteric authors what what is the correlation with uh, the top 10 esoteric authors and now with this you know masonic books of the new millennium so far you know what's the correlation there there seems to be a correlation that top well, 
esoteric well, authors. Yeah, it's. I, I think the correlation, you know, is that spiritual uh, enlightenment and that spiritual search that a lot of the top ten, if not all the top tens in this millennium list, have in common that the esoteric authors also have in common. And to piggyback on what Gerald was saying, you know, we get asked a lot, like, what is, what are the more contemporary books uh, that I can be reading as a Mason that are out there? And that was that call to that question in doing this poll as well was to uh, have something that this new generation of Masons can reference as a guide of books that they can read on their own and see how they connect to them. But no. the esoteric authors yeah. poll in this poll, to me, that's the first thing that sticks out. It's like they really are in search of that higher truth and inner self and how you relate to all that through the philosophy of Freemasonry, which I found I find fascinating that that is the culture that the mindset of the culture right now in the fraternity. It somehow it, it, it almost feels like somehow we're, we're reconnecting uh with Anderson's constitutions, because when you read it and you read the myth, you know, the, the, the myth that he created about our history and you, you know, uh, or you get the sense that when Anderson sat down and wrote this, he had to have access to Kabbalah or, or some kind of esoteric tradition within the old test. Even if it's within the old Testament, it was in there and you get that sense. And now all of a sudden this, these lists begin to come out and we want more and more esoteric and it's not necessarily in the conversation that i think i believe that i had with jerry o smith uh in previous episode i don't believe is necessarily the young it's everybody coming in to the fraternity now it's well, young and I'm old the, and medium the next generation of masons yeah the young you know under 22 year old mason that comes in i mean like any mason that joins the fraternity right. at this point, whatever their age well that's an important <laughs> distinction that you just made so everybody understands that what we're saying is the younger generation of masons whether they be young or old right or middle-aged it's these guys coming in they want somehow they want to connect to that well four of four of the um the uh esoteric authors uh that were in the top 10 have books in our top 10 right now. Uh, uh, Chuck Dunning was the 10th greatest mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, author, uh, esoteric author, and um, his book, Contemplative Masonry, was number three in this poll. Bob Davis was the number nine uh, mm -hmm. uh, author, and his book, The Mason's Words, was uh, uh, number four in our poll. Angel Millar was our our uh, number number eight author, and his book that was published only last year, the three stages of initiatic spirituality, finished tenth in our poll. And then we also had um, Tim Hogan was in there. Tim's Tim Tim's book came in twenty second in this poll. Um, Kirk McNulty, he he kind of slid in under the tag here. Um, Kirk <laughs> McNulty's book, The Way of the Craftsman, that was written in like '98 or something, was was updated and expanded in 2017, and that 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 book finished um, finished uh, ninth in, in in our poll, and uh, Arturo de Hoyos. Um, uh, was uh, our our number three author then, 
and he had a couple of books that were in the top 25. His book, uh, The Albert Pike Morals and Dogma with the annotated edition he did in 2011, uh, that just missed, that came in 13th. And um, the same thing, the same thing that he did for um, Esoterica in 2005, the Albert Pike's book about the Blue Lodge degrees, um, that finished 25th in our poll. He was our number three related, uh, uh, elected um, esoteric author. But uh, the real surprise in the whole thing had to be Jamie Paul Lamb, who happened to have been uh, a member of South Pasadena Lodge um, until right before I joined. And um, his neither of his books, he got two in the top 10. Neither of his books had even been written when we did our first poll in 2016. His book, Myth, Magic, and Masonry from 2018 finished seventh. And his latest book from 2020, which I think is one of the best books that's been written in uh, about masonry in a long, long time, Approaching the Middle Chamber, uh, uh, was ranked second. And um, he, he has a wonderful analysis of the uh, fellow craft degree and, and relates it to, to um, everything, hermeticism, Kabbalah, uh, Rosicrucianism, uh, just everything that you can think of and those connections because one of the things that we've been trying to point out in our magazine for the entire time that we've done it in a new form is that that Freemasonry is is linked to what's called the ancient wisdom or the ageless wisdom and um, Freemasonry had in the last half a century had kind of uh, kind of wandered away from from that connection but it's coming back strong now and that was one of the main uh, tendencies that we that we saw bore out in our uh, in our poll results. That book, uh, Approaching the Middle Chamber, uh, that is significant because at our lodge, at least, and in conversations that I had in the circles, you know, Masonic circles that we run in, I've always pointed out the seven liberal arts and sciences. Why aren't we promoting that grammar, logic, and rhetoric, especially because that's going to help us understand uh, even better uh, what the author is trying to say what you're trying to say and not only that but then when we turn around and use grammar and logic rhetorically uh, using the correct words putting them together so now here he is uh, writing a book that's all about one of the most important parts that we receive and that's the middle chamber lecture and what it entails what is in there but you're pointing out you're connecting the the esoteric the mystical tradition and we somehow again we're connecting back we're coming we're connecting back to that and we're trying to it seems like we're this this list is like almost us saying we we want that connection we're we're reaching out again and we're we're actively trying to connect why do you guys think it's so you know it's so important this masonic education why do you think it's so important you know in, in a mason's journey Anyone? Well, go ahead, Gerald. Go ahead. I would just start right at, at the number one book, which was a runaway number one 
book. Mm. Um, it had twice as many number one votes as any other book there. And, and, um, uh, and observing the craft is, is all about what started out being called the traditional observance movement. And the author of that very book, Andrew Hammer, has kind of guided, uh, guided us away from that. He's pointed out that um, there are a lot of our traditions that aren't this kind of stuff that we really want to, to bring back. We don't want to go back to meeting in bars or any of that kind of stuff. And so that's why his book, uh, the subtitle of his book is all about excellence. And so it's the stuff that's excellent in 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 Freemasonry that that is the uh, that is the in, the the uh, emphasis on on all of that and um, all of the ancient wisdom schools were were a, a, a earlier version of making good men better. Uh, they were okay. you 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 had to be. You had to go through a lot more rigorous uh, pre-qualification to get into those ancient schools. But once you did, um, what they were all about was making making somebody better. Even something like alchemy, which people have have remember it mainly for the the uh, changing uh, uh, lead into gold, but. The, 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 the real spiritual key to that was uh, the same thing that the ashlers represent in Freemasonry, where we take the rough ashler and we smooth it toward the perfect ashler. Uh, they, they, were, they were changing their, their psychologies from, from the, the, the rough, heavy lead to the, to the, 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 the pure, pure gold. So all of the all of these teachings are are uh, symbolic. They're metaphorical, and um, studying any of them is studying all of them. And and Freemasonry, um, uh, we we learn more and more about Freemasonry when we see how it's connected to all of these other things. And yeah, Masonic education answered your question as well. It's just like the majority of the people that voted in this poll are are people that value Masonic education and they understand how important it is in every man Mason's journey to have some sort of adequate, adequate Masonic education, right? Because you can go to a lodge and attend a social barbecue and that's great. That's fun. I'm Hey, I love them. I'm the first one there and the last one to leave when we have our lodge barbecues. But how many of those are you going to go to that, you know, how many times you need to learn how to grill a hamburger or a piece of steak i mean what value besides the initial one are you really taking out of that and if lodges do not start implementing some sort of masonic education or educational encouragement in their lodges then the, those members that they so proudly raised are going to disappear i got all i needed to get out of this there's nothing else for me to learn but when you start learning what you are taught in the degrees it's it's a vortex that you can go into a conundrum, like peeling an onion. There's so many layers to it. And the more you're guided in realizing how masonry, the philosophy of it is connected to so many things outside of the lodge and how you can apply it to your daily life to connect to those things outside of your lodge, then that's the best 
you know, opportunity we have to make men better and productive citizens in society. And it starts with having the, a fundamental Masonic educational program implemented in your lodge in some shape or form. And there's some old school Masons that don't really see the value in that. They don't really think that it's that important. They don't really think like, hey, I got through it. I was fine. I'm like, yeah, but where's the rest of your generation, right? You're proud of the quant quantities that you were bringing in, but what happened to the quality? And I think now this poll is very telling as to what the quality wants to experience when they join a lodge and what they want, what they should be getting out of it. And observing the craft being the number one book only goes to illustrate how important it is that Masons running lodges pay attention to the details of the Masonic experience that they're delivering to their candidates and future officers, future lodge masters that are in their lodges and not just brush it under the rug because then it's ne it's never going to evolve it's never going to grow and you're going to have a lot of ignorant masons running around that don't know what it means to be a mason truly i and i think you answered my my next question by what you just said you encapsulated you know why is a list like this so important you know in furthering masonic education you just answered that right now because they're, yeah. they're you know, uh, lodges flounder, and then when you get hit with the with the question, "Hey, which which book should I read?" and you know, all of a sudden now here comes this list. You know, which when I got the uh, the email and then the the uh, the issue, I began to think back all the times that I got hit with that question: "Which book do you recommend?" Especially if they find out that you read books, you know, and you were actively studying Freemasonry and, and other mystical traditions, whether it's Rosicrucians or, you know, Kabbalah and others, you, you really didn't have a list, but here it is. It's like manifested itself subconsciously, but not really, right? Because we were saying this is, this is what it is. Now we have 10 that we can say, here it is. Now the next question is going to be, well, which one should I read first? <laughs> well, I mean, observing the craft probably, right? I mean, that, that's the one I would say. Because where are you in your Masonic journey? Are you yeah. a person yeah. join, wanting to join a lodge where you would read like Freemasonry for Dummies to get a great breath of Freemasons for Dummies, excuse me, where you would get a breath of what to expect when you join Masonry and the appendage bodies without really giving it away too much? Or are you already a master Mason that wants to go, go deeper into the exploration of Freemasonry, where you can read like Jamie Paul's books are great for that. Um, the 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 of operative Freemasonry. I think when you're a fellow craft, and that's the book we want to probably give our fellow crafts mm -hmm. when they found fellow right. craft Masons. The Middle right. Chamber and tearing it apart. You want a historical perspective on Masonry. You got the exploring exploring early Grand Lodge Freemasonry books. I think you have a little for everybody. It's just my question is always to them. Well, where are you on your journey? And what, what aspect of masonry like really turns you on? Like, what do you want to explore? And that's where I can start to ask, guiding them in what direction to go. And then I think that's the best way to approach somebody to start asking, well, what in the list should I read? I'm like, well, all 10 eventually. All, yeah. <laughs> well, and when you're through with those, on yeah. page five in the magazine, there's another list that tells uh, from right. 11 to 25. Right, I got that. And, and looking at it um, right now, those uh, those are those are also um, terrific books and uh, operative Freemasonry, which is kind of a funny thing. You know, we make that distinction between operative and speculative. 
But of course, operative masonry wasn't Freemasonry. So that's a mixed term. So operative Freemasonry, what when you get down and, 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 and read uh, Brother White's book, he's, he's, he's talking about uh, a lodge where you have a lot of Masonic education and you have uh, observant practices. Um, another book on our list down there at number 24, uh, 41 Million Men by uh, Michael Halloran and Steve McCall is, is about the, the uh, millennial generation and, and, and the, the generations following that. These, these guys want something like Masonry has long advertised, but for too long not delivered. Uh, another book that just barely missed uh, the top uh, 10 and, and is actually in a, a reviewed, number 12, Island Freemasonry by John Bizak. The islands uh, are, are, uh, are uh, observant lodges and, and um, okay. the sea in which they are, they are just dots are a lot of other lodges that um, you know, they make it fast and easy and they pull guys in, but they don't keep guys. Uh, in fact, uh, one of the things you read at the beginning part and, and of, of uh, observing the craft, and this is brought out in, in um, Brother Andrew Hammer's uh, interview that's also in, in the magazine, was his, his uh, motivation uh, to, to write that book was his initial disappointing uh, experience in That's masonry. Right. That's uh, right. He he had a lot of these guys have, have read stuff and they're they're aware of some of these teachings, and 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 that Freemasonry is a is a gateway into a lot of that stuff, and and they go into a lodge where the three degrees come, bip bip bip, and all you do is you. They, they do short, short form uh, 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 proficiencies, proficiencies, yeah, and and then it's over, and then uh, and then you you get to this stage of saying, is that it? What what now? And so, the answer to that is that lodges that we're trying to encourage, that uh, at South Pasadena we're trying to set an example there where. Um, where where our guys going through the degrees? They have a series of classes between each degree, and um, we we all do full form uh, 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 proficiencies after having listened to full form uh, uh, lectures in the degrees, and they have to they have to um, write write a paper of their own and deliver it as a talk to to their lodge before before they move on and um this this really it's it's holding their interest and it, they can see the personal growth that they're experiencing and they're experiencing it in in hand in hand with a with a group of brothers we we are taking five six eight guys at a time and going them through as as a as a class uh and and um it's 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 we're, we're getting guys that are still interested in freemasonry when they finish their degrees two years later than guys that finish their degrees three months later and then it's all over <laughs>
Uh, this has been, uh, <clears throat> like I talked, I mentioned to uh, Dago. I think I I joined in 2000 or 2001. I'm gonna have to look back in the records, but I but so I've seen the swing, a huge swing, so of what you're talking about. And my lodge was a degree pumping churning lodge. You know where we were doing 35 to 45 degrees uh, per year, but but no Masonic education. And the well, majority you have time right with all those degrees yeah, going yeah. on. Yeah, well, yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't have any time like, and the education. Get in line. Yeah, and the, yes. Charge, that's your education. Yeah, it was it was a completely different mentality and, and zero Masonic education, right? Because to them, it was the cliche. Well, once you take the third degree, everything it will make sense. You know that that's going to be your Masonic education. Oh, you want more Masonic education? Become an officer and start memorizing your ritual, and then it's going to make even more sense to you. Or, that that or, was it. Or go join a research lodge. Or, or join the research lodge. There are some out there. And, you know, the, we we would uh, pay money to, to get the Southern California Research Lodge papers. But that wasn't what we're looking for. What we're looking for is this list. And when I got this list here, I have the majority of, of, of these books. Right. And and I also have others that inspired the, these authors to write their books more than likely. What I saw from this list, though, is the fraternity turning inward, wanting to go within, just like observing the craft is telling us. And and Wilmhurst said, you know, we should do. We have we have to turn inward, just like in this um, a lot of the podcasts that I've been writing about, you know, uh, exercise and all. You got to go inward. You got to go inward. Did you guys get a similar feeling about this list when when it began to gel and formulate, and you guys began to see a pattern? Did you guys get a similar? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I thought that was the first thing that stuck out with me was that every it's introspective. Every uh, every all these books, most of these books, for sure, were about looking within mm. and trying to make yourself better from the inside. But I think that's the that that's the 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 the, the culture right now, I feel, with with our the brothers that are coming in, joining our lodge in particular, I guess, is that they really want to know who they are you know, what they're about and how they can actually become better. And I think there's a level of like, that I kind of hit on on my Fight Club talk, where mm -hmm. they're in search of role models. There's a there's these last two generations that have seemed to not have the adequate role models that are real people that live with them, most of them at least. And their role models are athletes, celebrities, um, social media influencers, and they're realizing that that's a very materialistic, superfluous way of thinking once they go over that fever. And then, so what else is there? And what spiritual connection can I make to that, right. to me and within me? So I think this is what they, many of them come into a, our lodges sort of trying to connect to, and we then become their role models, not because we want to, but just by default, this philosophy then has to be held to a high regard and respect and we have to understand it back as best as we can as senior masons so we can explain it and further explore it with the younger masons because i'm still learning you're still learning jerry's still learning we let them know it's a lifelong peeling the onion process that all the answers are not going to come to you after one two or three degrees they're just going to amplify your attitude in approaching these answers and your search for them and the deeper meaning that they're going to have to you through these degree experiences. So you have to have that educational side on it to kind of balance that out and lead them in a way 
that they could feel a little more fulfilled and they can then decide what journey they want to take in their Masonic education, experience and output at that point. Uh, what you're talking yeah, uh, what you're talking about too is also we we have to eventually start becoming more and more of the example. And we're yeah. human. Yeah, we're we're only human. We're going to falter at times because we, we don't have all the answers. And we're also uh, working to become better and chisel away at all of our bad habits and the bad ways of thinking and, and to, to adopt the newer new ones. Correct. And, and Fight Club is perfect. I know you and I had talked about it, but when you started as soon as you started telling me, I'm like, yeah, yeah, because Fight Club w was blowing apart that paradigm. And, and letting you know that the answers are in, within you, but you're following all these other things that, that are outside of you. No, the answers are within you. Well, a great book that's on the list, number 18, Understanding Manhood in America by Robert Davis. Yes, yeah, yeah. That, I think, to me, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's, it's dense, but very articulate in trying to, in explaining the idea of uh, the missing role models in in, in, in male, you know, in, in, in this male dominant society, if you will, and masculinity and, and what that means and where it got lost. It's, it goes like a historical perspective. It's beautiful and mm -hmm. understanding what it means to be that example to other men that haven't had those examples or have had bad influences in their lives and how you kind of center that back in. But the bottom line is that you have to live up to that example. That's not an easy thing to do. But at least in masonry, you're giving these tools that you can use to build yourself up in that character to become a better contributor, not only to your lodge, but to society. It's very powerful that you really sink your teeth into it. And it does, it can matter. It, could, it can change lives and make men better if the right people are understanding it and verbalizing it. And that book, that book, Understanding Manhood in America by Robert G. Davis, that book, I think, came out at the almost at the same time or somewhere around there with Stephen Mansfield, Book of Manly Men and also Building Your Band of Brothers. And also another book called Freed to Lead, written by two ex-military, talking about um, exercising. But what began to happen when they began to offer these sessions of uh, physical exercise for free, right? They, were, they would go out early in the morning, they call it the gloom, and they would begin to work out. And as men began to show up, uh, no matter how early it was, they loved it. They loved something was happening to them in the course of this uh, of this extreme physical strenuous exercise, and they were achieving. They somehow began to connect back with themselves, and then they said, "Wait a minute, we got to be the the models. We got to be the role models. And how can we share this with other men now? How can we share this experience? Because you cannot experience it unless you yourself do it and are the example." And so we're, we're looking for those examples in the lodge. And these guys are looking for a similar experience within a lodge, but they're exercising their mind, right? Their hearts and souls. That's what we're, we're really working on. And so I see, I see this list. I see the esoteric. I see the spiritual. I see astronomy. I see the seven liberal arts and sciences, sacred geometry, uh, a hidden secret that is hiding in, in plain sight, but must be found by each one of us in our own way. And and that's yes. Go ahead, Jerry. A, a compliment to that is um, is meditation. That's another thing that that we see um, in here. Uh, 
the uh, the number three book, uh, Chuck Dunning's uh, Contemplative uh, Masonry. Um, he has another book. Uh, we point this out in, in, in our review of his book. Uh, his, his latest book is called The Contemplative Lodge, a manual for Masons doing inner work together. Mm-hmm. And and you you and I and and Dago uh, Caesar have uh, also participated in the uh, meditation class that we that we have there at, at South Pasadena Lodge, the research lodge. Uh, as soon as we open lodge, uh, we before we start any kind of uh, business, we have a meditation. Um, at at uh, my observant lodge, Anchor Bell, we have meditation. Um, the uh, that 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 aspect uh, you're Church seeing lodge. more and more in 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 these in these treatments, um, <laughs> and particularly with with symbolism and mm-hmm. working with a lot of these other systems that we've explored in the magazine. Um, uh, like uh, like tarot and Kabbalah and these kind of things, uh, there this the symbolism is all based on the the the, the concept of archetypes, mm-hmm. and and um, the this once once you you acquire a facility with being able to to understand these various archetypes they they all relate to various states of consciousness and um being conscious about what you're doing um uh, it's it's like uh, sometimes you can hear ritual where it's just being rattled off you know it has it's been memorized but not really thought about and and what 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 going back again and again and again to see to see the the rituals performed um that that that's they're they're sinking into into your 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 mental cortex and becoming coming a part of you and um that kind of understanding and and of course maintaining your 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 physical being as well which is something you've been very well advocating uh uh brother caesar and um that's it, it's all part of it it's it's holistic in a way that um just the rush to get its seats in the in the chairs and dues in the uh in the treasuries uh hasn't hasn't worked for the last 60 years and now i think that we're uh teaching men what the what the what the philosophy is having them contemplate it and 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 the idea is that you don't just join masonry. Once you join masonry, then you practice masonry. And I want to touch. Uh, I want to go back real quick, and, and and this question is going to be for you, Dago, because of the the Fight Club. You know, I, I love that correlation, the Fight Club connection, and that is this. And maybe both of you can answer. I think I know the answer, but I can't think for both of you. So. Do you believe now that we have this list, right? And we've talked about some things, the spirit, you know, the, the, the esoteric, wanting to connect. Do you believe the craft may be ready to begin to collectively adopt as a regular curriculum based on this list that you guys have gathered a more esoteric, spiritual, more personal attitude for everyone wanting to join and for those who are 
already members because we we have like a disconnect when it comes to trying to do this and then trying to get it up the chain to Grand Lodge and and beginning to uh, disseminate. So, the, the, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, and I and I think they are. I mean, what is it? What does esoteric really mean? It means that you are just looking deeper into what's already been written. Just like Andrew Hammer's observing the craft, like I've said it before, all he's really saying is pay attention to the details. Right. You know, how are you going to make right. this experience better? He's not saying, you know, reinvent the wheel here. He's no, not, he never said that. He never he's said He's not that. saying it. He's just saying, you know, pay attention to the details of what we're delivering and make it the best, you know, thing you can make. And I think that's what leaves the biggest impression, right? The love is in the details and people will always remember that you took care of them, that, that you that you paid attention to them, that their needs were at least trying to be met or served. So uh, in terms of like, is is the culture shifting at lodges? Uh, I would say yes. And if it's a hardcore lodge that it's not, they're definitely thinking about it. I'm sure there's brothers out there that if they cannot implement it within their lodges, they're going to other lodges that have yes, yes. implemented it and crashing their lectures, crash, crashing their studies, their reading groups, or sharing information on, on online through their social threads. Like it's 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 they are taking a proactive measure to enlighten themselves and get that education because you know, especially here in this country, like it's there. You can get it. Nobody's stopping you. But again, you want to be driven enough to want to do it and not you know, yeah. be lazy about it. Yeah, yeah cause it, it, it is work. The, the journey to self-discovery is not an easy thing. You know, what, what do we see in Star Wars and Luke Skywalker? That was not a simple journey. It, it, there was a lot of pain. Well, if it, were, yeah. if it were easy, you wouldn't appreciate it. Yeah. It to a higher regard yeah. and respect as yeah. much. That's it, why you, absolutely. Have to, you have to commit to it. It doesn't yeah. just come, you know, after one degree or after one meeting with somebody or after reading one of our magazines, you have to really see introspectively how you apply it to yourself to the people around you how do you connect to it how you don't connect to it like there's it's 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 a valuable lesson but it's something that requires work it does require work to be and, a good person or a bad person and, and it this requires work there's this magazine i mean the, this issue here of this top 10 list and then the the, the ones that just missed the list all of it brethren if you're listening and and non-brethren it it's going to take work for you to sit down and read it, meditate on it, take notes, uh, begin to implement it, begin to uh, uh, integrate it into your regular studies or the lodge, uh, you know, as a as part of your regular philosophy, because this top 10 list, I remember when the when, when the, you know, the ballots came out and you guys were asking us to choose. You, now that takes time too. We have to think about it. We have to go through our personal list and like, nah, this, that, that. The, all that takes work. And so you guys put in what, over a year to put this magazine together, get the list, you know, get the concept art and everything. How long, how long did it take to get this you know, actually, magazine the, actually, the idea started uh, last March. And, and that's, that's when we put together the poll. And then it took, we had to give people time to, to respond and then we had to do all of the all of the calculations and and all of that uh that kind of stuff but you 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 were talking about you know the follow-through mm -hmm. um the way that the magazine itself is designed is to introduce a topic and give you a view of it 
give you several examples of really good books. Right. And, and maybe it's a 400 page book and we've given you two pages of it, but we've given you the, 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 the information to get to the book and, and, um, the, the, uh, you know, no, none of, none of, none of these, none of these, uh, uh, fraternal review issues is, uh, is a definitive treatment of anything. It's, it's like the degrees themselves. They open the door and point the direction, but you have to go through the door and then you have to explore what's behind the door. Um, and in putting this together, both of you, what, what was your favorite part of putting this issue together? I, I'm always about the, 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 the behind the scenes of it all, right? And I, I think to me, it's just really seeing it come together, working with Brother Jerry and uh, the other main editor, which who's not here, is Brother Ian Laurelin, who definitely deserves credit for helping put this issue together. Uh, and just seeing the process of what can what it what when you have an idea and we're talking about it in the in the meeting room if you will and just you know shooting it back and forth and saying well how are we going to execute this what is it going to look like how how is this going to cover what how do we want to approach the articles and and then seeing it come alive in these this one especially with 24 pages it's 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 fun to me it's a lot of work but once it's done, it's done. And you just, it's like you create something that you unleash out to the public and then they love it or hate it, you know, enjoy it or tear it apart. Like to me, you cannot criticize this as much as I have criticized it already, as much as Brother, <laughs> yeah. Brother Doug have edited this. Like we can tear this in, into shreds more than any of our worst critics will ever be able to tear. We're our own worst critics. Yeah, you're right. Another really fun thing, Caesar, is. Yes, sir making the connections with these authors. Um, you know, we, 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 after we had totaled everything, but before we published any of it, we contacted the, the, the authors. We got them to, to autograph copies of their books. You saw on the, in the back page of the, of the magazine, the ad for the new millennium book yeah. collection. Mm -hmm. And, and um, uh, by the way, that that went on sale uh, on on the sixth of September and was sold out by the seventh of September. Oh um, yeah, no, I, I was helping promote it for you guys. Right away. they were asking like, "What the hell? It's already sold out." Uh, well, it's, uh, sorry, but yeah, they were asking. They wanted that thing. But the but the the, the opportunity to connect <laughs> with these these guys every doggone one of them is a very approachable mason you call them up you say i'm from the research lodge well we know many of these guys many of these guys have spoken at our at our lodge um all but one i think uh of the people that were in the top 10 i think Kirk White was the only person in it that hadn't had their work featured in there or original articles or interviews. Uh, um, and um, so uh, the ma making making those connections, um, I think, are, are also uh, 
a good part of it. I saw Robert Davis give a talk a week ago Monday, and he concluded it by by mentioning that he had been um, uh, informed by us that that uh, this this is on the 30th of March of of, uh, of August, so it hadn't come out yet. So. Um, that he heard that his his book was was in the top ten, and um, uh, so you you get really good good relationships as as well. And um, we, we, should thank, we're, we should thank them for writing these books because oh, they yeah. were, you know they they put in the hard labor, if you will, to create yeah. something for us that now becomes a shortcut like you know we us masons or readers in general should really be should feel privileged to have these writers write these books that have condensed all this research and information into these pages for us to simply sit down and read it whether it's a 200 page book or 400 page book look at jamie lamb's book you know the middle chamber how much approaching the middle chamber how much information he's condensed for you after years of researching it where you could sit down for like a week or less and read that entire book and have a condensed almost cliff notes version of all this research that he's done you read angel millar's book also that book you know i read it and it was just like wow like all the it's almost you start to fantasize with all the different you know esoteric groups that he was exploring and researching on and diving into so we could just bring it to this page and make you understand how it all threads together and connects and, and making you a better person. So to me, that is, that is, we're in a great, you know, renaissance, as they keep saying, in masonry, where you have all this information available to you and to be a mason and never, and not even pick up one of these books and give it a chance, you know, it's a big waste of your Masonic journey, I think. But, you know, a testament and thank you to these authors that really, put you know pen to paper and said this I feel is important whether it was missing in my Masonic experience or rather it was inspired from my Masonic experience to put down on paper to share with others and you know they've caught they caught on to that idea that you know the best thing you could do is serve others in a positive way and this is their way of doing it by putting a piece of work out there for us to read and connect to or question or not connect to and say why, like it's there for us to decipher and connect to any which way we want. And and to hear that, uh, to hear you guys say how easy it was to reach out to them and communicate to them and, and get this thing going, that's, to me, it's not that surprising because for some reason it just is like, once you just find out that, uh, you know, there's a member trying to reach out to you for whatever reason, especially when it's something that you're interested in or it's your labor of love, like each one of, each one of these authors it, sh it should have been something easy unless they're ego tripping or something. I don't, you know, I don't know. Well, they're all down to earth. They're yeah, that's what it sounds like. All the guys that I've talked to are, 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 are very, very modest about their work. Um, mm. And they're and they're delighted to hear back from brothers that that their their words and their labor have 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 uh, made a difference to this other brother. I've I've got a a, a a truer insight into myself into masonry um because of because of your book uh uh these 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 and and the work these guys put into it you know you don't you don't get rich writing masonic books uh and and um 
So they were so they're 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 doing yeah. this because yeah. because their their love for the craft and and for other brothers. And so it's and and this this hopefully was going to bring more readership to them. And um, that's what we're trying to do is is uh, is stir up the tide that's going to lift everybody's boat. And like brother Ian had mentioned before, uh, before was he was you know we just wanted to make sure we honored them, you know, respectfully, and and correctly. And I yeah, think they really they good. all got uh, they all got sent uh, copy the magazine and a and a uh, certificate uh, uh, commemorating uh, their their having been honored in the fall. Yeah, yeah, and it, so this list. You come up with this list, you you guys put a lot of thought into it and then a lot of effort behind it. And then you reach out to these authors. And now we're talking about, you know, how approachable they were. And now I, I would like to talk, you know, just maybe for 10 minutes about three, uh, four of the books here that, that are on this is one of them not making the top 10, but was number 11. And that's The Craft by John Dickey. And I listened to a few podcasts where he got interviewed a few months back. And that's what caused me to buy the book. And then, uh, you know, I got the audio because I wanted to listen to it as I did chores and everything. I don't know if you guys have read that book. Have any of you read that one yet? I, I have read that book and it's by a non-Mason. Yeah, yeah, that's what and, I was going to say. And, and it's done in such an engaging way rather than, yeah. than history like a history book. I used to teach American history and mm -hmm. it's often put out in a real boring kind of way. But he takes a story for each one of, of, of a dozen different uh, growth things about masonry. And um, I, th I found it a very inspiring book. Yeah, and he and he, he shed some more light. Maybe we already had it, maybe not, but he shed some more light on Leo Taxel, you know, that whole, the whole conspiracy. And then he shed some more light on the uh, Captain Morgan affair, William Morgan affair, which was really, really, uh, it, it was great to see that type of scholarship coming from a non-Mason, uh, you know, putting these things out for us so that we can we can read it for ourselves now and then trace it back and have a greater understanding. I, I know I know past master uh, uh, Stephen Doan did something like that years ago where he just really, really delved into the captain, the William Morgan affair and brought up all these uh, pieces of facts that nobody had ever heard about before. And that gave you a completely different perspective right because perception is reality and when you hear when you first hear about the william affair, okay, william uh, captain william morgan affair you have this concept you're like whoa but then you you get brought all these pieces together that nobody was telling you and you get this different concept the way that book was put together was excellent i well, thought and, in, in, in my let opinion let me make another comment there the reviewer of that book uh that that we have here john bizak mm. is uh, uh another another author that uh in fact a lot of the reason why number 11 and 12 got in here is that they barely missed and i was so impressed with both of these these books i wanted the opportunity to to have them shared but bizak has a book uh, recently published um uh, on on the uh, the Morgan affair, and uh, his his book right across the page there, uh, Island Freemasonry, I talked mm -hmm. about before, but Bizak writes a lot about this this kind of uh, stuff, uh, 
he he particularly uh, likes to research historical characters and and um, talk about debunk some of the legendary stuff and 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 bring forward a, a, a lot of the factual stuff. A lot of times the facts are even more amazing than the uh, than 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 the legends. But agreed. Um, anybody that's listening that that's interested in these subjects you were just talking about. Uh, Google John Bizak. He's got about 18 books that he's published, and uh, he's very insightful about, particularly these historical things, and and um, also also the stuff about um, uh, all of the all of the fits and spurts of growth and re- regress in in Freemasonry over the over the. And, centuries and he's got a great lecture on the morgan affair that i yeah. have the privilege of listening to bizak that's fantastic. fantastic and and how 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 did that change your perception if at all uh dog well, not to get off you know the the trail here but you're talking about something that was talked about in this book well it's it to me it's how people's how easy people's perception can be manipulated and when they don't do their own uh mm-hmm. research and get their own facts straight you are easily swayed and and right. and manipulated into a certain state of mind, which in a way has been happening a lot in the last couple of years in our own society. Out yes. of, you know, yes. everybody, everybody's just listening to their own camp and their camp is right, no matter if they're wrong, if their facts are all skewed, if the media is telling you that they're right, they're right. So it's very interesting that we we're not learning. Seems like you know we don't want to grow. We don't want to learn. From those <laughs> it's human nature, and that's what I think. That's what it taught me. It's okay. Things. This this is the book here that uh, Bizak wrote on that. It's titled "The Age of Unreason: Dissecting the Infamy of the Morgan Affair and Its After Effects." And that was just published in 2020. Oh, and um, oh, great! Yeah, it's. Uh, this is a 21st century investigation into the contradictions, deceit, and hysteria surrounding the scandal that almost destroyed American Freemasons. Uh, terrific, uh, terrific book. Captain Morgan. I'm writing this down. Sorry. I, the I Age of Unreason I, is the okay. name of the book. Oh, got it. Got it. Now, I, I want to spend the last 10 minutes, guys, here, 10, 15 minutes or so. I know you guys have been working all day have a busy uh the rest of your evening coming i'm just flies <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i want to spend the last 10 minutes on the number one book and that is observing the craft and the impact it's had on each one of us you know i got this book back in 2010 and as soon as i read it i knew i knew right off the bat here it is this this is the pivot point for all of us for the craft for us as Masons, it it forced everybody to take a hard look at themselves. It forced um, just the whole fraternity to to look at this whole journey realistically now, because all the book is saying is what Dago said earlier, and that is pay attention to the details. Because he didn't, Andrew Hammer didn't bring anything revelatory like brand new. We knew as we read it, we knew. This is what we're supposed to be doing. Brother Andrew says right there in his, uh, his his interview in this this magazine, he says, "I didn't say anything new. Yeah, I just put it all together and and yeah. and 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 pointed out. Look, this is this is this is my copy of that book. Yeah, <laughs> all the all yeah, the stuff. Same, that same here. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and so let, let, let's let, let's start here with uh, Dago, and then we'll go to Jerry L. And just tell me what what is the real impact that that book and the concepts in there, principles in there, has had on you, worshipful Dago, and not only when you first read it, but as you experienced some things in lives, especially when you became master, and then after, what has been that impact on you? That book. Well, it I, for for me in my law it, um, well our lodge actually uh, it validated what we were starting to do when this, right, right. when this book came out i hadn't heard of it and we were already putting into practice uh you know a chamber of reflection or a room of contemplation whatever you want to call it and 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 feeling that we could enhance the degree experience not during the ritual because we can't but before and maybe after like how can we make this much more powerful, especially because you have a candidate that's already nervous, excited, mm-hmm. you know, hyper aware, and you, 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 you can, you can play on those emotions. And I don't want to use the word manipulate, but manipulate those emotions into a certain concentrated form of contemplation, introspection. You need to, you, we thought we could use that towards our advantage. I mean, we're, we spend 15, 20 minutes opening the lodge. Why do we want to have him sitting in the empty dining room after we, we eat? We could put him in a room with one candle for him to sit, contemplate, or write, answer a question, do something else to help him engage within himself before he goes into this experience. Yeah, and your brother, your brother's listening. That. Yeah, you're listening, brother. We started listen, We started doing this, and then not until I went to Grand Lodge, um, I remember one of our brothers brought it brought up what we were doing to one of the Grand Line officers, and he goes, oh, you guys are doing observant practices. You're, are you trying to be a TO Lodge, as they were called back then? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, and that was the first time I had ever heard the word TO, and I go, what is that? And that's when they guided me to the Cliff Porter book and the Observing the Craft Hammer book, and I read them, and I was like, wow, like, we are already doing this and these brothers were already writing about how important it is to do this and that's when i thought wow so we were somehow you know you think it the minute you think it it goes out into the stratosphere and other people are connected so maybe they sent me that energy i don't know but somehow it connected and this is what we started to practice and once i read the book i'm like well look these are those other elements that we've been talking about the music the candles the incense like this you know, where the details, the love with the details, the attention to the details, and how do we implement that at the lodge without obstructing the the power of the ritual itself. And that's, and that's, and that's how it really, it really was important to me. And I really wanted to meet him. And with Jeriel and brother Doug, we went to the uh, Masonic Restoration Foundation symposium that they had, I believe it was where was it the first one we went to, Jerry? Kansas or was it Kansas or Carolina? One of the Carolinas. Mm. Um, um, well, I, I had, uh, when when I I first read it, then that, that took me to the website for the Masonic Restoration Foundation. And um, every August up until 2020, they were going to be in Detroit 2020, and mm. they had to cancel it for the reasons we all know. But um, we 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 went to uh, we went to Philadelphia. We went to uh, uh, North Carolina. We mm, went to North Carolina. Uh, yeah. Quebec. Yeah. Uh, See, we we've, we've gone gone all over the place. And every time we go, 
there's anywhere from 40 to 60 uh, men that are brought together there uh, for the specific purpose of talking about uh, observant masonry. The, uh, the weekend always starts with uh, a form of uh, festive board that they call a harmony. And um, various people uh, uh, give, give talks and, and exchange ideas. Uh, Andrew has for quite a few years um, been, the, been the president uh, of that. Uh, he, he is always there. Um, he's a, a really excellent um, speaker and uh, a very a very uh, thoughtful, very serious uh, uh, guy. Um, and um, the, one, of, one of the things that's there on page five, uh, in addition to um, the, uh, the books rated 11 through 25, hmm. is we sent the 25 books that were in the top, but we sent a, a list of them, but in the order that they were published, just so they were in chronological order, and, and we sent it to all of the top 10 authors, plus 25 other chosen uh, uh, Masonic authors and scholars, and had them from that 25 make a top 10. And that's what's on the bottom right-hand side there. Mm. And observing the craft was number one on that. And the margin by which it was number one uh it was just as impressive among those guys as as it was among among the the general group we use a a kind of a complicated numbering system and everything and in the and in the the uh in the the initial poll Andrew's book got 245 points and the second place book got 168 points. So was that really? that yeah um, and 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 as I said he he got twice as many first place votes as anybody else and um, so that book has really caught on and as he says in his um, in his uh, interview um, he never expected that. He, he he really thought they, they they only published a couple hundred of them and he he was surprised when those sold out but now several editions have sold out and yeah. and um, it's 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 not just a rank and file but a lot of the a lot of the um, the best na known authors in in, in masonry uh, hold it at that high level of esteem that uh, is reflected by the general group. I was just looking inside of here. We're on the fifth printing. So it looks yeah. six. They're probably working on the sixth printing because I think there's uh when I when that's we hardcover. That's, that's yeah. a hardcover. That's a hardcover. Yeah. That's that's the back. yeah. And, and so that that was the impact that this book had on you. It it, it validated what you were doing because we had a similar reaction at Palm Springs and then at Coachella and then back at Palm Springs Lodge as to what we were doing, what we were thinking was correct. It, it, you know the problems arose with older members and and their their set ways because that's that's really the challenge with this it's not it's not so much that uh, we're doing anything different is it the intensity you know it it, it it went up high and it was consistently there and then it drove some members away and and others they it, it brought them back because they were like this is what we were looking for 
to begin with. That was somewhat my experience. There's way more to talk about. Uh, and I'm pretty sure we can have discussions over that, you know, over the phone or when we go to the meditation groups. But is that, I mean, is that similar to what you had, Jeriel? When, 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 uh, when, when I first read it, I kept finding myself saying, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And how, and how can, but the, the, the challenge became, how can I convey this to the rest of the members in such a way that they will, will want to begin to adapt or, you know, uh, cause we were already like dressing our best. We were already trying to, uh, well, to, uh, I think what happens is that a lot of lodges want to go from zero to a thousand miles an hour in a they burn out. Yeah. Months. And yeah. But I'll tell you, I think, uh, thinking on it just now and, and what, what the timings were, I think that, uh, that, um, Andrew Hammer's book was a major influence uh, to my participation that contributed to yeah. the transformation of the research lodge and the fraternal review because and that's what we were starting out for from the beginning was let's let's promote masonic education meditation and observant practice and let's push those from every direction that we can get a grip on let's push that because I believe that Wilmhurst's uh, lodge that he started, the Lodge of Livingstone, they start their their sessions meditation every single time, right? right? It's hard, difficult to get into that lodge. You know, someone has to pass away or move away. There's only like 25 members. Uh, but one of the outstanding, you know, things that they do is they meditate uh, before the and lodge actually opens. Re reading his book, The Meaning of Masonry, right. had an earlier uh, but very similar effect on this mason um yeah. and he and he is you know he was a minister and he was religious and i'm in that growing group that calls themselves spiritual but not religious but um what he expresses in religious terms gets across to that group if i'm any example of it and and um this is masonry is a spiritual practice if you will practice it so going back to the list now, guys, I mean, we're, I mean, we're on the list, right? We're in the book, number one book of your list of the, li the list that that manifested itself. And Andrew Hammer had to be happened to come at the top of the list because of its simplicity, uh, the power, the, the force behind what he was saying, the principles, uh, the the obvious. And to me, it was like obvious. Right? It was like, yeah, you know, duh. Why aren't we doing it? I mean, low. And and, and then because of, of just it it was right there when I went back to the to the three degrees to the cipher to begin to look for the for the eight steps of excellence the majority of them were there except the dress your best you know we can't seem to get the the, the dress your best right so that that's that's how people try to squirm their way and I see the eight steps aren't in there but but it is but going back to your 20 you know your list of 25 here and, and the 25, I mean, was that list bigger or you just dwindled it down and then and then dwindled it down even further? You just you wanted to include these 25 so we can get an idea like this. There was a lot. Of, there was a variety. There was a whole lot coming in. What what happened there? Well, and um, that uh, that group, uh, particularly the the group from 
seventh place to 20th place okay were were really tightly gripped as as the the ballots were coming in and we're mm. totaling them and stuff like that that whole group um switched around a lot there was a for the for the top seven or eight um that that those were those were pretty consistent all all the way but um that so we we wanted to to show 25 mm. because um we didn't want to make an impression like when you finish these 10 you're done uh there's there's plenty of more uh, really good stuff uh oh yeah read there, there there's plenty and more some there's of always... the stuff that i put in my personal top 10 in in 2016 didn't make the top 10 this time but did did make the top 25 so um the, the you know uh we even back then we had what was number 14 this time the the craft driven lodge by daniel Franco. great book and what was uh 23 this time uh the traditional observant lodge another great Cliff book Porter. Yeah. Uh, those were both in my top 10 back in 2016 and because so much more good uh uh masonic literature is coming out all the time you know they weren't they weren't uh there were other stuff that i read that i rated higher than them later but they those were foundational things for me because I, I was raised in 1966 and, and didn't really become active until uh, 2012. And and it, it, part of it was because I was doing a, a demanding uh, profession. Uh, but the other part was um, I didn't think masonry understood what masonry was. And I think <laughs> partly that was that was true in, in, in a lot of places. But well, that's I interesting was, that you inherently felt that when you were in there in the beginning and in your early 20s right and and in connection to that doggo i always i've always said and people like what that that masonry is schizophrenic because it does it didn't know what it was but then it tells you masonry can be whatever you want it to be and it it, it can't be that way it there is a definite and this list is showing us that there is in our concept we are telling everyone through this list this is what we believe freemasonry is it's more right. condensed also, now right now right right now yes that's yes. cool about this list and i've said this before i we, i if we can if i'm still around 10 years from now revisiting a list like this and conducting another poll and 10 years later and 10 years later like if the research lodge or if somebody else wants to carry the baton it'd be interesting to see after yeah. 10 right. decades what the culture and the mentality of our our fraternity was by the stuff that they were reading. How much is it going to shift and change? Yeah. Right? Like yeah. that would be really interesting to see. And we are hopefully, you know, going to revisit these polls later that so we could get so we could get a perspective on how things have shifted. And who knows, maybe some of these books will remain on the list, up and down the list as we move forward. And I'm sure there'll be new ones that are be added, but still it's just what what do we deem as important in the culture right now and like you mentioned earlier it's that introspective sort of contemplation that right now is at the forefront of a lot of masons and we it seems like we're getting where we are breaking away right from the old uh, uh you know uh, decades and decades of apathetic 
complacent. Uh, Individually, indiv yes, it, it, yes, we we want. Yeah, we we're we're trying. It seems like we're finally like waking up to something. Like, wait a minute, there there there's more out here to this. Why aren't we doing it at large? You know, we we should be doing this at a lodge collectively, so that when I go home and be by myself, I, I have that also that foundation. Well, you're going to say something. Uh huh. If the new generation of Masons does not give up on that, they will eventually be the older generation of Masons in their lodges, and they'll be able to implement the things that they'll they carry it forward. Were not yeah. allowed to implement before. But you know, there's that saying, I don't know where I've heard that time, patience and perseverance <laughs> yeah. will accomplish all things. And I think this is where- It's ringing a bell. Is. If they stick yeah. to it, if so they- this is, this is our charcoal. When you, when you light it the right way, it, even the most stubborn metals will yield to it, right? <laughs> I, I wanted to say one other thing, yes, sir. Caesar. Yes, sir. And it goes back to the way we closed the last time I was on your podcast. We were talking about the the uh, mythology behind the the templars as forerunners of freemasonry yes, number sir. 16 on this on this poll is called cracking the freemasons code it's written in 2007 by robert ld cooper who happens to have the wonderful position of being the curator of the grand lodge of scotland's uh uh mm book collection and library and uh the very late chapter in that book is one of the best treatments that i have read uh, and i've read a lot i told you my first interest got peaked when i was in demolay before i was raised and i started researching uh, uh, the, the, the Knights Templar and tons of stuff has been written since then about it. And, and he, while he makes a very convincing case that the idea of them being the ancestors of masonry really did start in that, that, uh, 19th century, uh, oration, uh, and, and, um, on the other hand, he makes a very important point about how um, that history has value. Uh, and one, one of the things that, that uh, I pitched this year for a 2022 uh, issue, but, but it, it, it didn't make the final cut, but I'm still working <laughs> got on shot it, down. Is, 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 yeah. is a book talking about traditional histories of masonry okay and you referred to one earlier in the one in and um and james anderson's uh 1723 constitutions which masonry starts with adam and and is passed down to all of these generations in in in, in genesis that are yes, the builders and it yes. makes so much sense that the builders from the time building was stacking two stones on top of each other to the time that we're we're making a hundred story tall buildings Pyramids and yeah um that 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 very act of building uh uh calls on 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 people to have such a such a kind of knowledge that really lends itself to a philosophy about building the uh, the, the the individual person and and so um 
that and 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 there's so much also to learn about Freemasonic philosophy that comes out of that chivalric uh, uh, tradition of the Knights of the Round Table and the the, the Knights Templar and and that that had that has led to the chivalric degrees that are part of the the Scottish Rite sequence and. Um, one one of these days you're going to see it is another issue of, of fraternal review that uh, that talks about that that the the actual provable history as a is 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 important but but the symbolic histories are are important as 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 well and I highly recommend to you brother to to get that cracking the Freemasons code. Uh, I, I read it a few months ago during the, the shutdown, and I was just really, really taken by it. And uh, I've since seen Cooper speak on a on a Zoom thing, and he was really very informative as well. Well, I, I've had that book for a while. It's all notated and everything because uh, because of that, because of his uh, credentials and what he was. You know, he's he's a curator of that library. I was like, wow. So when I read it, I was like, yes. Yes, but as you and I talked uh, before, the 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 lack the lack of evidence doesn't mean right, that right. something didn't happen. <laughs> and there's all kinds of reasons that we talked before in more detail why why anybody in the Knights Templars after 1307 yeah. <laughs> was 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 not signing yeah. an attendance book yeah. <laughs> when, when, when he went to lodge i mean it's period. so obvious it, it, it's funny that's why it's funny because it's so obvious right because people yeah. were like where's the records at they went well come on man. it's like why would they yeah. do that but um i would like you to know there's there's a lot of historical yeah. records of all kinds of stuff that is still in the private libraries of the vatican oh. because oh. the catholic church was vacuuming this kind of stuff up and it was the the ancient version of catch and kill yeah yeah 50 miles you know of, of uh documents down underneath the vatican who knows what is down there, there there's got to right. be and and you know in connection to freemasonry uh they didn't uh, they didn't issue their their papal bull that you know no catholic can become a mason uh till like uh, 20 something years later after freemasonry made its announcement 1717 and then and then like 1738 here comes up so what is i would love to know what is that document that they came up with of all this evidence according to them right according to catholicism as to why uh freemasonry is opposed to uh catholicism fundamentally and religiously and you know spiritually philosophical all of that it's not just as black and white and and in talking to pa past grandmaster Stephen Doan about that he he brought us some brilliant points as to why you know it was more political more driven you know fear driven than anything else it was not what they're telling us so is that document down there i think it is it's probably like you know this well, thick you know just look at look at all of those uh uh apocryphal uh parts of the right, bible right that after the council of nicaea in 325 those books disappeared and and the ones that we have now was sat in uh in jars in the uh in the uh desert and the uh, nagamari yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. the nagamari scrolls yes so uh turns out turns out a lot of other people had uh, mm. other ways of uh 
of looking at things. Um, so that's 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 the fun of uh, of research and and history and and those kind of things. They're 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 very enlightening, but. <laughs> Freemasonry is part of a tradition that gives us ways of looking inside ourselves to find out what these truths are that Masonry is continuing to to teach and that have been taught uh, for for several uh, millennia. Well, uh, this this episode turned out the way I thought it was. I know we're going to talk about the, the the issue. I know we're going to talk about the top ten. But I'm I'm in the presence of two well-read past masters brothers. They're in research lives, and we're going to start to talk about other things, you know, related to Freemasonry, related to our passion, our particular passions within Freemasonry, and then bring it back around, right, to to the top ten list. And this is this is an excellent start, excellent starting point for any lodge, not only any lodge, but now we it's almost uh, now it's like obvious like observing the craft now it's like hey well what should i read first here's the top 10 list which one should i read first and it's like what Dago said right all of them <laughs> and here's the here's the, the 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 15 that didn't make it so there's 25 you know come come back to me when you're done and then we can have a conversation but this right. was an excellent uh episode the, the entire um, list has 263 books on it holy well yeah yeah they, that's, how, there's that's so much. how many got that's yeah. how many got votes all together yeah. there's Valid so books. much yeah there, there's so many books i mean my library is huge i'm pretty sure your guys is huge and that's just masonic books let alone just you know books that we find uh interesting and we buy and we have a, our own collection right that's so guys i i, I want to wrap this up now i know you guys have uh probably dinner waiting for you just like me <laughs> I would like to thank, thank you. you. I feel honored. I want to go around the horn here. I want to ask you guys what you, as, as we wrap it up, what are you guys grateful for today? And then, uh, you know, we'll wrap it up. We'll start with uh, Jerry L. Smith. What are you, uh, Worshipful, what are you uh, grateful for on this day? Well, I'm, I'm certainly grateful for, for still being surviving uh, all, all the, all the infection that's going around. I'm grateful that uh, that masonry is beginning to to open up. Mm. I'm grateful for brothers like you, uh, Brother Caesar, who are taking the initiative in your neck of the woods to to um, start networking some of this stuff. Uh, I'm I'm very grateful to the mm. the in is the incoming energy of meditation and what it can do for masons to to mm. open up their understanding of our teachings and um uh we're 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 happy to come back and uh, join you anytime uh, brother caesar we really respect what you're uh, doing and it's uh it's a great pleasure and joy i know for both doggo and i to uh, to just to have a conversation with you but to have it in a way that we're going to share it with uh, other masons that makes it that much more special thank you thank you dago i'm grateful for my family my brothers and friends that are healthy at this time and you know knock on wood let's keep it going yeah um, i'm grateful for the lodge i'm grateful for these authors who wrote these books that we are able to sit here and enjoy this conversation about and that's really it i mean my health i guess <laughs> <laughs> But also, I just wanted to say that if anybody's interested in reading this issue, they could go get a, uh, they could digitally download it at theresearchlodge.com. 
theresearchlodge.com. Download the issue to read it. It's open to Masons and non-Masons. There's no secrets in these issues. So anybody can read them and, and, and read more about the top 10 books and the people that wrote them in this issue. And, and that's theresearchlodge.com. Yes. Yes. And you also have a podcast, The Fraternal Review, right? Where you guys are going to be talking Fraternal about Review it. Podcast. We, had, we got an exclusive interview with uh, brother Andrew Hammer about nice. him being the number one book and about his book. And he rarely does these interviews. So it was cool to have him to commit to it. So if anybody's interested, just when you go on the website, click on the podcast and it'll be the first one listed. And we have from uh, Jamie Paul Lamb, Michael Jarzabek, all these other brothers that have contributed to the magazines discussing the issues and the themes that they talked about in the magazine in those 30, 30, 40 minute podcasts that we have on there. So it's like and, behind and, the scenes to the different issues that we publish. Right, right. And, and on the site, there's also um, uh, digital versions of, of all of the uh, books that we published since uh, yeah. since February of 2016, when, when the magazine went into this form. Yeah. And on that side, you can donate. You can donate to the Research Lodge. You can uh, become a member. You can affiliate. All those uh, details are in there as long as as well as the the link to the uh, the podcast. I just want to say that I'm grateful to be be able to sit down, like I said here uh, earlier, sit down with both of you, pick your brains a little bit, um, you know, mix it up a little bit. You know, I hope you appreciated that. You know, it wasn't just a standard. We went, you know, here and we went there and may not have seen con connected, but it was it's it's all connected. You know, all this stuff is connected and it's good to see overall the fraternity seems to be going inward and, and it wants to contemplate with these all these the, the glorious works of the creation right and, and and that will allow us to adore our great creator but also i keep i always i have to put the plug in for everybody if you know get out there stay healthy guys you know um and that means everything involved right if you got to walk for 20 minutes if you gotta you know uh, improve your your eating habits if you got to take your you know your medications don't forget to take your medications we got to help each other out and get through this thing in the best form that we can and improving your masonic muscle right because it, it once you once you start uh letting that go a little bit other things happen and we don't want that we want you around just like we want our bodies strong we want our lodges strong but just like in uh, you know exercise, you have to put in the work. We have to put in the work at the lodge. It is a lot of work. I want to thank you for all the work that you're that you guys have done to put this thing together and consistently bring the level of quality up every single year that I've been watching you guys ever since you guys took over. And this, I'm sure that this is just you know it, it's not going to stop. It's going to keep going. The quality of your work continues to show through and through and i'm grateful that i was able to sit here with you guys talk about it promote it but like i said I, I i i issued it out to i threw out emails that you sent me doggo to a bunch of uh, people they were trying to buy it but it was too late you guys had already put put on that with, with less than 24 hours they sold out and I, are you guys working on another batch or no that's it that's it that's it yeah, well, too bad, guys. So you're going to have to go out and buy it on your own now, and they're not going to be uh, autographed or anything like that. So with that being said, thank you, guys. I'll talk to you guys soon here. I'll reach out to uh, each single one of you. 
and let's let's do this again for sure for sure thank you for having us on appreciate it thank you oh thank you guys thank, thank you thank you worshipful we we're we're we will we'll come back anytime you like <laughs> i appreciate that and i'm sure you will we got a lot to talk about besides just this there's there's a whole lot more to talk about <laughs> oh hey we have a really really extraordinary masons only illumination lecture the first monday of october uh worshipful uh uh merrick hamer is going to be doing a, an incredible uh uh analysis of the uh first degree ritual and so it's it's masons only of any degree but at seven o'clock at uh at south pasadena lodge and um we're not doing dinners until next year, but uh, there there will be refreshments and fellowship, and it's <coughs> it's about a two-hour presentation, but it is it is really well worth it. Well, thank you for that. Maybe I should have asked uh, about that sooner, huh? That I mean, that goes hand in hand with what we're talking about. Yep. But once again, guys, thank you for being here. This thank has you. been Masonic Muscle, strengthening your body, mind, and soul. <laughs>